It's boring, red bitch. <laughs> Happy New Year, creeps. Happy New Year. It's a new year. <laughs> yes, it is the new year. Yeah, brand new spanking baby new year. Yeah, so you're probably wondering why you're getting two episodes today. Because we're fucking crazy. And I hope it's because it's the first. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Friday it's the listeners. first. No, I know. I was making sure that it's the right day. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, it's Friday. It's Friday. Right now, I'm in the middle of my four-day weekend. What? 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, all right. So, let's get straight into it. This week, we have some very spooky listener stories, which are our favorite. Our, our favorite. Our, our favorite. All right. So, let's get started with the first one. Yeah, I just have to find it real quick. Well, I got one. I got mine ready. Oh, you do? Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. I was born ready. <laughs> Hot and steamy. Fresh out my mom's badge. Yuck. <laughs> um, right. So this is by a poster named The Morgan from the UK. I have many little vignettes to submit, but... Here is an encounter that happened about two days ago. My apologies in advance as I tend towards brevity in my accounts. Please do feel free to ask questions. Let's begin at the beginning. Good place to start. All right. I live in Wakefield, Yorkshire, and in my spare time, I volunteer with a homeless charity for reasons both selfish and altruistic. About four years ago, I met a homeless gentleman who everyone knew as Elephant. He gained this name through a naturally big nose that had become further enlarged due to excessive drinking. Excessive drinking makes your nose big? Yeah, I think it's something to do with, something to do with bursting the capillaries and blood vessels. Maybe they're the same thing. I don't know. Huh. You ever see like whiskey nose? No. Oh, yeah. That's a thing? You yeah. Show me later. Okay. That being said, he was a kind man who would look after his peers. I almost read that as penis. Hmm. Uh, who looked after his peers when he could. He was never aggressive or unpleasant, although he obviously hit hard times. His common greeting to people he knew was a thumbs up and a smile, and it became a fixture of life in a bright moment of your day when you received it. Last November, Elephant froze to death, sleeping on the streets of Wakefield due to a concatenation of events that I shan't detail here. I certainly wasn't the only one to shed a tear over his passing. A couple of days ago, I'd been on call and was walking back through the city center. It was a very cold night, but clear, as I was approaching the doorway of the abandoned shop where Elephant had died. No, he wasn't remotely in my thoughts at the time. I saw a figure sat there, legs crossed, sleeping bag wrapped around him and the usual bags and whatnot tucked against the wall. As I glanced over, he gave me a thumbs up. My eyes were already moving back to the path ahead, and then I had, had a and then I had a flipping heck moment. Immediately I looked back as my thoughts and recognition of the individual caught up. No one was there. No elephant, no bags, nothing. It was elephant though, I'm sure of that. Body language, location, vibe. I don't know if this was residual or if elephant was or if elephant just liked to check in with friends occasionally 
That's nuts. That's pretty cool. Like the whole operation, bags and all, mm-hmm. literally. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Very similar to uh, Sarah's story of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where she worked in a hostel for mm-hmm. um, people who had fallen on hard times or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, this one's like super short. And it came directly from my question on Instagram. Are any of you people out there nurses, basically? And this girl, who we're just going to call Kim, she said, yes, she does have a creepy tale from when she was a nurse. I worked in oncology, so there was a lot of death on our floor. I never witnessed anything creepy, but my co-worker did. One of her patients was dying. He was unresponsive and was receiving comfort care. She went into his room at one point and he sat straight up. His eyes shot open and he started moving his arms and began screaming. They're dragging me to hell. Christ. Except in a scream. Oh, okay. They're dragging me to hell. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds scarier. Yeah, yeah. That's actually... <laughs> but yeah, fuck that. That's creepy as balls. Yeah, it is, man. Um, I remember you woke up one night like that too. You me? woke, yeah. You don't remember? You woke up in the middle of the night and you were like, "They're dragging me to hell." And I was like, "Jesus Christ, Adam!" I was like, "Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry." Got that across. <laughs> I told you not to eat cheese so late. <laughs> Gives you nightmares. <laughs> that is true, actually. <laughs> Um, all right. All right. So this one's by poster out of the mirror from Washington, U.S. My mother had passed away in 1999. I inherited her beautiful dog. Dog. I don't know why my voice went like that. (laughs) Dog. We will call her Jem for this story. Oh, wow. Respect. She's protecting the privacy of her dog. Yeah. She must be famous. Hey, maybe it's Lassie or Beethoven. Three million followers on Instagram. I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe it's like one of those pugs. Like a French bulldog. Fucking love pugs. All right. She was black with curly long hair. Possibly golden retriever mix. She was friendly and was a kind spirit. And I let her wander the neighborhood. Jem loved chewy squeaky toys. And we laughed, seeing her so happy, chewing away on them. We bought her an orca whale squeak toy, about eight inches long. <laughs> It'd be funny if she said eight feet long. Yeah. God dang. <laughs> and she looked really funny outside, walking around with that whale sticking out of her mouth. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> she loved going fishing and exploring the shoreline with me. We took Jem down to the river one beautiful sunny day. She was older now. Her sight was going. Oh, that's sad. She's running in the woods, and as we are walking down this dirt road, we hear her whimper and find she had fell into a large hole. Fuck. I lift her out. She's hurt, but quiet. We drive to the vet's clinic, and we're told it's her time to go. Fucking hell. Jesus Christ, why did you do this to me? Ah. <sighs> We were present and sent her to dog heaven. I can't with these stories. I can't. Sometime later, we get a free Yorkie. Hell yeah, free Yorkie. (laughs) (laughs) 
He's two years old. Yorkie. Oh, they named him Yorkie. Yorkie. Yorkie the Yorkie. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Okay. Yorkie is a cute and loving male that loves his new mom. Also, that's like a power move because it's like, I'm not just a Yorkie. I'm the Yorkie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yorkie also loves squeak toys and some have to be hidden for a while as he acts almost crazy. <laughs> Time will pass, and we will give it to him again. Fast forward a couple years, I was cleaning off the mantle one day, and Jem's old orca had been sitting up here for many years. I grab it, and I'm going to take it to a bookcase in a smaller room, but Yorkie sees it and is now following me, all excited. I place the orca up on a shelf. Many of his toys are hiding up here. I leave the room to go about my business, After a while, I hear him whimpering and finally get up and go look. Yorkie is spinning in circles in front of the bookcase, all excited. I pick him up and we scan the shelves. There's at least six of his toys up here, but he sees Orca Mm -hmm. (laughs) and has to have it. Not thinking, I grab the Orca and put both him and the Orca on the floor and head back to the living room. I'm watching TV now. And suddenly there's a banging above my head in the wall in in vaulted ceiling attic area. Hmm. Very odd. Okay. Now I also hear Yorkie in another room having a fit. I'm irritated now and walk in to see Yorkie has broken the now brittle soft plastic tail on the orca and now has a big gash in the tail area. I pick the orca toy up. Yorkie is in hot pursuit. I walk to the kitchen and throw orca in the garbage can. They're still banging in the attic wall area. I think maybe a bird got in the attic. I look out to the back door and remembered I installed metal screens on all the vent blocks. I go out the front door. There is no wind as a calm day. And there's bang- the banging is constant now. Yorkie is at the garbage can, still whimpering. I stop and gather my thoughts. I can literally see the spot in the wall attic area where the banging is coming from. I see Yorkie at the garbage can, and I went and gently pulled Orca out of the garbage can and put it back on the mantle. The banging in the attic area stopped. We never heard banging in the attic before or after this day. We still have her squeak toy. That's so weird. Yeah. That's cute though as well. Yeah, it is. It's like, don't you fucking forget about yeah. me. Don't share that toy either. That's <laughs> mine. Okay. And this one is from Jennifer, who DM'd us on Instagram. Hey, so, Jennifer. You know, feel free to do that, everybody. Yeah. And she says, I've had this same issue happen a few times in high school. I recently started to get calls from numbers I don't recognize again, and if I hear anything, it's breathing. If I try calling the number back, I get the normal recording that the number is out of service and to check the number and dial again. Once, while in high school, my then best friend was sleeping over after we had one of these calls. We heard what sounded like someone slapped the window in my room super hard. We told my parents, who went out and didn't see any footprints in the mud or handprints on the window, 
I always get nervous when new numbers I don't know call me because I don't know who is trying to reach me or if they're even someone or something real, if that makes sense. So I messaged her back. I was like, you know, has anything crazy kind of happened around these calls or anything like that? Hmm. And she just said no. Like the, the latest call that she received was between two big life events. She got engaged and moved to a bigger, nicer, safer place. Congratulations, by the way. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's completely unexplainable. That's really weird. Yeah. So random, right? Ghost hacking. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's what the the great Jim Harold would call. A head scratcher. A head scratcher. <laughs> Do it. Do it. <laughs> well, those are my favorite kind of stories. I love a good head scratcher. <laughs> yeah so that yeah that, that was <laughs> that one's interesting and i told her i wanted to share it because i was like oh well hope maybe somebody else out there has like you know had similar experiences or whatever but she was like this is going on since like 2013 or something she mm. said that's crazy yeah man. so yeah thanks jennifer you think maybe the ghosts have modernized i don't know because i was like <laughs> asking her like could it be like a family member or anything like that because i have read a lot of stories of you know people getting phone calls from people who have just died like at that time Mm. or something or like there's been a car crash and people will receive calls from you know after the car crash but uh yeah anyway she was like nothing she was like i think her granddad passed in 2018 she's like maybe but that still doesn't explain the rest of them Mm. you know anyway okay read that story <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry guys we got interrupted because my sister called so i got this option on my phone and uh, knowing me everybody already knows about this feature but i've never used it before where you screen the call and a robot secretary answers your phone for you <laughs> and asks basically the caller what do you want <laughs> what do you want my sister freaked out. She was like, uh, so she ended up calling Adam like, uh, does she know her phone is fucking up? <laughs> <laughs> no, I got a robot secretary now. All right. This one's from Anonymous. For the... Okay. Hip Hop Anonymous. Got it. When I worked in a rest home, this guy lived there and he was relatively young to be living in a rest home. Think like 60s. The reason he had to live in a rest home was he did something to someone or owed someone money and they decided to uh, remove his legs. <gasps> <laughs> Your face. <laughs> That's so mean. I wish you were doing YouTube videos right now just for your face. <laughs> and yeah, that is pretty mean. But, you know, you owe the wrong people money. Christ. This dude refused to wash, refused to get his legs dressings changed weird why do they call it that like legs dressing i'll have the salad okay what kind of dressing legs dressing is it not leg dressings (laughs) it says leg dressings yeah leg dressings not legs dressing (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) well oh shit i don't know what happened there well they were meant to be done daily and we would be lucky to convince him to let us do it once a week. Oh. That's fucking 
That is foul. That is. They are, to this day, the worst wounds I've seen. He was rotting from the bottom up. Oh, poor guy. No. Like in Sabrina the Teenage Witch, remember when she got spoiled rotten? No. Oh. Love the cat, though. The automated cat. Love it. Salem. Yeah. He would shout at us to just put him in his wheelchair. Where the fuck is my wallet? Give me my fucking phone. Then he would head out to the shops and, I don't know, bother the public. <laughs> I'm going out to bother the public. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> the public needs bothering. <laughs> One day, we came into work and we were waiting for handover from the night shift. And my coworker was like, I had the worst dream that Steve showed up in my room and was yelling at me to find his fucking phone because he had to go. Well, we all agreed. That was just not the energy we need in our personal lives. Don't want to be crossing those personal slash professional boundaries like that. Yeah, big yeah. time. Yeah. Well, handover starts and and we got to Steve's room, room 18. And the night nurse informs us that he passed away overnight. My coworker was so scared, but also a little mad that he died and still decided to bother her at home. <laughs> anyway, his new room had to be fully renovated, new drywall, fresh paint, etc. Because it had never been cleaned the whole time he lived there. And it was a type of gross that seeped into the walls. Ugh. I love the way she worded that. Yeah. <laughs> when it was fresh, we moved one of our favorite residents there. This guy who was essentially paralyzed. The only thing is, once he moved, the emergency bell would go off in the room all the damn time. We would get there, and either no one would be there, or it'd just be the paralyzed guy who had no way of ringing that bell. We started saying, Steve, stop it, mate. We're busy. And the alarm would stop without us having to cancel it. That's it. He's a prick. <laughs> he was a prick when he's alive and he's a prick when he's dead honestly like if my f stumps were rotting I'd be in a foul mood all the time yeah but then let the people fucking help you I'm just saying no but like if it fucking hurts you know I well, don't know deal with it let it hurt and be clean I don't know give me some pain pills or something I don't I think I don't have um, sympathy I think yeah Empathy. a lot of the time I, I lack uh, a heart <laughs> yeah basically when it comes to people like that like belligerent fucking mm. creeps not good creeps like you listening <laughs> right now oh i thought you meant me <laughs> this episode is brought to you by visit williamsburg in williamsburg virginia there's never too much of a good thing whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This one is from our friends at Literary Bitchcraft. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Whose uh, handle is uh, just litbitch. Mm. on twitter i think oh, or lit yeah, bitch pod and it. i remember yeah when they when we first started following each other i just assumed it was like some podcast about like girls going out and getting hammered 
Oh, like the one your sister tried to start? Yeah. Is she still doing that? Oh, man, that, that would have been good. Um. Anyway, so it's literary bitchcraft, not just lit bitch. <laughs> but their description is three girls read books and bitch about them. <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. Yeah, it is cool. And I'm pretty sure like they do like read alongs and stuff like that. Oh, man, I want to bitch about books. I want to bitch. I want to bitch about books with them. We'll get on it. We'll we'll DM them. Anyway, so I'm just going to read the whole thing. Hi, guys. It's Nicole from Literary Bitchcraft. Hey, Nicole. And I'm so excited to finally be writing to you. I've had many experiences and encounters with ghosts ever since I was a kid, and there were way too many to count and tell you about. So I'll just tell you about the time a poltergeist invaded my home. Sick. A little background. I've inherited the gift from my mother's side, specifically my great-grandmother. Cool. I personally don't like calling it the gift (laughs) because it sounds a little too Hollywood for me. (laughs) But I haven't been able to come up with a better name. Hmm. Anyway, this gift allows me to feel, see, hear, and communicate with ghosts, spirits, or whatever you want to call them. A lot of things began happening at once, so I confided in my mom, and that's when she told me about our family history. She is the original inheritor of the gift, but it scared her, so she closed it off. We believe that since she shut it out, it had to go somewhere, which is why I have it. I'm the firstborn. After I told her of all the weird happenings, she told my godmother, and since then, my godmother has been my mentor when it comes to communicating with spirits and exercising my gift. That's fucking amazing. You you sound like one of those, um, like an X-Men or something. (laughs) Yeah. Now for the story. Okay. In 2016, I moved into a one-bedroom apartment. It was my first time completely on my own and without any roommates, except I kind of did have a roommate. Hmm. His name was Ethan, and he was the apartment ghost. I felt him the day I moved in, and over time, as I got more and more settled, he got comfortable with me being there and started allowing me to see him. He kept to himself and mainly stayed in one of the corners of my living room. No. Whoa. Not a fucking hope. Sorry, Whoa. Ethan. Um, He was in his early to mid-twenties. I'm not good at getting their ages. I can only get an age range. Had short brown hair and wore a blue striped shirt. Not much happened with him. He was just there. I'm not sure what he did throughout the day while I was gone. But every day when I'd get home, he'd walk from the kitchen to his favorite corner in the living room. Sometimes sometimes he'd walk around the living room, but he never came into the bathroom or my bedroom, which I really appreciated. Mm. I, I'm not I'm not about this. Yeah. I, I hope just very no. You know what? You can call your gift the radar or like the sonar. The shining. Oh, yeah. fast forward to spring of 2018 my grandpa died sorry to hear it I feel really bad saying this but I honestly can't remember when he died I think it was April I've blocked out a lot from the spring of 2018 and you'll see why anyway my grandpa died and two weeks later he visited me in the kitchen I had an emergency flashlight I never had to use it but it was always there just in case My grandpa turned on the flashlight 
and then turned it off and suddenly I smelled cigarette smoke. I said hello, said that I missed him, and he turned the flashlight on and off again, and then left, taking the smell of cigarette smoke with him. I think he was making his last rounds on Earth before he went to wherever they go. See, that's really nice. I, I can get down with that, like, you know? That's fine. Ethan. A few days after that visit, I go back to work. When I get home, I don't see Ethan make his usual cross from the kitchen to the living room. Instead, he's already in his corner. That was weird to me because every day for the past two year, two years, that was our routine. <laughs> I get home, he crosses, and that's that. <laughs> I then realize the apartment feels off, like someone or something else is there. I can't make sense of what I'm feeling. It feels vast and inhuman. Or if it is human, it's very angry or big or powerful or emotional. If it is human, there's more than one, but I can't tell the exact number. The energy from it doesn't feel necessarily bad. It's just very different and new, or so I thought. Regardless, I choose to ignore whatever it is and wait for my boyfriend, Cody, to get home. He moved in sometime in 2017. Never felt Ethan, but saw him every now and then. Cody gets home about an hour later, we eat dinner, and then we spend the rest of the night watching TV in the living room. From where we're facing, you can see the emergency flashlight in the kitchen. The flashlight flickers, and we both assume it's an electrical problem, so we ignore it. It flickers again, and then it stays on. Cody says, hello? And it turns off, turns on, and starts flashing. I tell him about my grandpa's visit and how he used the flashlight to say hi, and I assume it's just him saying hi again. So I ask, Lolo, is that you? Blink once for yes and twice for no. It blinks once. I say hello. It flashes some more and then stops. I try communicating more, but the flashlight isn't responding anymore, so I stop. The apartment feels eerily quiet, but we brush it off and go to bed a little while later. That was the first night of my reoccurring dream. To summarize the dream, I walk into a dark antique store, talk to two sisters, and I witness them kill each other. Whoa. I'd have this dream multiple times a week for about six weeks straight, and I'd always wake up from it feeling like somebody was standing at the foot of my bed watching me. Meanwhile, Cody had reoccurring dreams of a ball of light exiting his chest, going all around the apartment, and it would enter through his chest again and he would wake up. Ever since that second visit, the apartment was cold, it was uninviting, and it felt so dark. At this point, I don't feel Ethan anymore. Sometimes when I was showering, I would see a shadow approach the curtain. I would always think it was Cody, but when I would go to poke my head out, no one was there. I asked Cody one time if he felt someone watching him while he was showering, and he said no, but he sometimes thought he saw a shadowy figure in the bathroom while I was showering. Creep. Another time, I was home alone and was hanging out in the bed- bedroom, hanging out in the bedroom, and our dog was standing in the doorway of the bedroom. His ears perked up and he tilted his head, and that's when I heard Cody's voice from the living room say, Come here, I want to show you something. Again, I'm home alone. I grab our dog, slam our door shut, and I hear things getting thrown in the living room. The cupboards in the kitchen slamming open and closed, and I feel someone pounding on the door and the walls. 
at this point I'm thinking someone broke in and then suddenly everything stops and it's so quiet it hurts I'm terrified too terrified to do anything so I just sit in the room and wait for Cody to come home when he does I hear him say what happened he opens the door to his bedroom or he opens the door to our bedroom and he says again what happened it's a mess out there I poke my head out of the room and he isn't wrong the apartment is a fucking mess like a tornado came through I tell him about what happened and we clean up together and he tells me that and he tells me that he has also heard my voice when I'm not there so many other things happened over those six weeks but I really can't remember them all I know was that it continued tormenting me bothering Cody and then it started messing with our dog We'd come home and he'd be crying and shaking, which he'd never do before. Oh, that's a poor puppet. That time was awful and really took a toll on me physically and emotionally. I stopped talking to friends and family. I got sick and was just in a really dark place. I sometimes wonder if it was feeding off me because although that time was hard for Cody, it didn't affect him as badly as it did me. Eventually, I told my mom and godmother. The day after I told my godmother, I came home from work and the apartment felt empty. Obviously, it was still filled with stuff, but I felt like I could breathe again. I'm not sure if my godmother did something to get rid of it, but I like to think she did. Ethan did come back, but it took time. The first day I saw him again, he was back in his corner, just standing there. He didn't do his cross from the kitchen to the living room that time. I think he was worried about scaring me. After talking to a friend about this, I've concluded that that it first came into my apartment during my grandpa's second visit. I don't think that was my grandpa. I think it was something disguising itself as my grandpa to to gain my trust and allow it in. I also think the reason I couldn't get a clear read or feel on it is because it wasn't human. It was never human. I'm not sure how it found me or why it targeted me. I'm not sure if it hurt Ethan. I'm not sure how or why it left. But since it left, I hadn't had the dream about the sisters again. It's been two years, but I'm always scared of having the dream again because something tells me it will come back one day and it will tell me it's back by showing me that dream again. Cody and I don't live in that apartment anymore, but we still live in a haunted apartment, for fuck's sake. (laughs) (laughs) There's an angry old woman ghost who stands in the doorway to the bedroom or at the foot of my side of the bed. An old man who hangs out in the kitchen, who's always very confused. And a third one who looks like Cody at first glance. Ghosts are nothing new to me. In fact, I like having them around and I loved, and I love the gift that I've inherited. Over the years, I've gotten better at using my gift and often help friends when they're experiencing something. I'm sorry this is so long, but I hope you enjoyed it. Nicole. But wait, there's more. Alright. So after... Nicole sent me this email because she sent me this a couple of weeks ago, but I was like, oh, it's nice and juicy. I'll keep it for the um, for the listeners episode. And then I was, you know, hanging out on Twitter like I do, like a cool, hip 20 something year old that I am. Well, you are. Yeah. <laughs> Tweeting, twatting and doing whatnot. Anyway, she tweeted at us later the week, later a few days after she sent us that. Mm-hmm. It's gone now. I, I can't seem to find it. But basically saying that ever since she sent that email, mm-hmm. the activity has started up in her house again. Oh, shit. I wonder if she's had that dream again. 
Well, I don't know, but I'm going to message her right now. <laughs> we're going to we're going to get to the bottom of this. Okay. But yeah, either way, that was such a good fucking story. Yeah, it was. I'm sorry that you had to go through it. Yeah. Again, that's the unfortunate part about getting good stories is that somebody has to suffer for it. Yeah, and then I guess that's a bad part about having The Shining. Yeah, The Shining. Um, all right, well, if she responds to us, we'll give her response in the next story. Yeah, if... She, in our regular uh, episodes, and that means you'll have to stay tuned yeah. for the next one. <laughs> Cliffhanger. <laughs> all right, guys, this has been... Well, this is your first... Episode Listener of the year. Episode, yeah, first episode of the year. Yeah. Well, um, this and along with the other one, depending on which one you listen to first, because the first is on um, Friday. Yeah, they're both going to come out at the same time. So it yeah, um, like uh, twins, like a pair of twins yeah. out of a mom's badge. Wow. <laughs> okay. Too far. Okay. And on that note, um, <laughs> yeah, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Pretty please and thank you. Yeah. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. DM us at weeklycreep at gmail.com. All our social media handles are just weekly creep. Um, yeah. Let us know what you guys think and send us your stories for next month's listener episode. Word. Bye. Bye.